Throughout my life, I have been drawn to the woods, to the wilderness, to those spaces out beyond the city or country lights. And as a kid growing up in suburbia, the closest I got to the wilderness were the overgrown woods that bordered our backyard. These woods included a creek that curved and they extended beyond our neighbors and wrapped around the neighborhood pool. My brother and I spent hours with other kids in our neighborhood in these woods. Without adult supervision, we built a fort with a roof and three bridges that crossed the creek and the lookout tower that was just a few planks of wood high up in the tree branches. We weren't really on the lookout for enemies or even animals. We just liked getting a different view. As I look back to those hours and my first time being a part of a construction team, I am in awe that there were no major injuries, considering how many elementary school kids were playing around with nails and hammers and just how many arguing siblings there were amongst us. Our time in the woods was magical. We enjoyed traipsing through the trees and shouting at the sight of snakes and spent endless hours until dinner was called or darkness fell. It was a wonderful way to spend our time tucked into the woods, enjoying a taste of the wilderness. Now, today's Advent passage is located out beyond the town and the countryside in the wilderness where God transforms the ordinary. But the wilderness in Mark's gospel is not a playground for kids. The wilderness is not a place of comfort and imagination. It's a challenging landscape with a hint of danger. And Mark jumps right in, declaring right away that this is good news, gospel. And this good news will be shared from the margins. Listen to our text from the first verses of the Gospel of Mark. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, 
but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Friends, this is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, on this second Sunday of Advent, we come to the wilderness where God is at work. The wilderness is where John appears and where his ministry finds its home base. The wilderness is where centuries of prophets before John and plenty of God's people encounter God. Now, like Moses and Elijah and Isaiah before him, John the Baptist stations himself in the wilderness and the people of Judea trek out to meet him there. Mark's audience would have heard the echoes of the prophet Elijah in John's style as well, dressed in camel's hair and with a leather belt, eating off the terrain on a diet of wild honey and locusts, mirroring the ancient prophets. It's no surprise then that according to Mark, John the Baptist kicks off his ministry out beyond the town, out in the wilderness. And John proclaims a message of transformation and hope, of lives changing and of taking a new path. He does not offer cheap grace with a dip in the Jordan. As the people flock to him, John preaches a message of repentance, of confession, of conversion as they are baptized in the river. John is getting the people ready for Jesus. He is preparing their hearts to be shaped and stretched by God's love. As the son of God, Jesus brings change and hope. Jesus is the star of the show and John is clear he is playing second fiddle preparing the way for the ministry of the Lord. Repeating Isaiah's assurances, Mark claims that John is the messenger sent ahead of the Lord to make the way clear and straight. John eagerly encourages those who meet him in the wilderness to repent, to change, to seek forgiveness and the hope of baptism. Yet he is quick to clarify that while he baptizes with water, Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit. His task is to help the people prepare to make sure all who listen are ready for the word made flesh. Through repentance and baptism, John signals the way to the Son of God so that when they return home, they will be ready for further change. John leads the way to abundant life and good news. And oh, how we yearn for such good news today. Our nation is deeply divided. The pandemic is surging around the world and we wonder how long will we be waiting As we enter this second week of Advent, we too are asking, how long will we be waiting for God to arrive again? How long will we wait for God to appear and straighten out our broken world? How long 
will we endure the heartbreak of death, disease, and division, poverty, injustice, and violence. Now the prophets Isaiah and John both point to Jesus Christ. And Mark proclaims from the outset that Jesus brings good news. In this second week of Advent, the prophets are calling us to prepare our hearts, our imaginations, and our lives for what is next. As we await the coming of our Lord, we are reminded that God's love has changed hearts and lives before. During these liminal days, we are on the threshold of discerning how to continue to live together as the church. We continue to change our patterns and adapt. And we know something about experiencing time in the wilderness. Now, I don't know all the details of the wilderness you have personally experienced, but I am aware that we have all felt a sense of disorientation these past months, unable to gather here for worship, unable to hug and shake hands in the chapel. Like the people who met John in the Jordan, we can't go back to how things were before. We are changed, and our life together has changed, and we are looking to the Lord to figure out the way forward. Now, I regularly listen to NPR's StoryCorps, and I love how different people share glimpses of their lives through the recorded stories. I recently heard a story about a father who was embarrassed that he couldn't read. Joe talks about how his life was changed through the work of his literacy tutor, Michelle. Listen to their conversation. Michelle asked Joe, what made you decide that you wanted to try and learn to read? And Joe responds, well, after the birth of my girls, after both of my girls were married and gone, I thought now's the time I really need to do something for myself. And I thought, well, I'm going to give it a year. If I can't pick up anything, I'll know it's just not for me. Michelle responded, do you remember when you realized that you were really picking it up? Joe said, oh, yes, I jumped up. I ran through the house. It made me cry. And I'm thinking, wow, it really is sinking in. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. You have changed my life. Michelle agreed. Well, you've changed my life too. I'm looking forward to the next five or 10 years or however many years we still have to work together. This is a story where Joe realizes that his life won't be like it was before. With Michelle's help, his life has changed forever. He can't go back to how he lived before he learned to read. And these past nine months have have shifted how we take care of each other and how we are attentive to the needs of our neighbors. I have a new sense of gratitude for singing hymns in one voice in a sanctuary 
and for sharing smiles with the youth and the wise before and after worship. And I expect you've learned what you cherish and what you don't miss through these months as well. So as we prepare our hearts for the incarnation, consider how you have changed. How has God shown up? What are your new patterns that you hope to continue? Friends, today we give thanks for the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Are you ready? How will you prepare your heart this Advent for the wonder and revolution of the season? With the assurance and challenge of the prophets, we trust the Spirit will prepare the way for Christ. May it be so. Please join me in prayer. God of love, You entered the world through Jesus Christ. Open our hearts to hear your good news. Change our lives to serve your world. And hold us close as we seek your promise and new life. May the Prince of Peace guide our steps today and every day, we pray. Amen.